Hey beautiful people, thanks for joining me on another exciting episode. I am your host, Magic Ebots on Possibility Realm. As always, I am super excited to spend this time of encouragement and learning with you. My friend, depression is a word we throw around a lot. And that's because everyone goes through ups and downs in their lives and there are different levels of that mood and feelings. Though we use this word a lot, most of us do not think a certain group of people are allowed to experience depression. Some think it's an indication of unbelief, lack of faith, misrepresentation of their culture, or whatever reason you may have heard or heard. Today, we are going to talk about the experience of a high achiever leader in the Bible and his experience with high-functioning depression. Stay with me. High-functioning depression is really tricky because most people living with it are often high achievers who give you the impression that everything is alright at all times. Most people with this experience may not be clinically diagnosed, but they are suffering invisibly. High-functioning depression is really tricky because most people living with it are often high achievers will give you the impression that everything is all right at all times. Most people with this experience may not be clinically diagnosed, but they are suffering invisibly. I don't like to talk about diagnosis because I don't agree with the school of thought that people should be labeled. That said, you can find high-functioning depression in the DSM-5 Diagnostic Manual under the name Dystymia. It states that to meet this criterion, when depressed, there should be the presence of two or more of the following, poor appetite or overeating, insomnia or hyperinsomnia, low energy or fatigue, low self-esteem, poor concentration or difficulty making decisions, feelings of hopelessness. What usually happens with people living with high-functioning depression is that they would normally not appear like what your thoughts of depression is all about. That means they rarely go through extreme peaks where they feel depleted and are not able to do things in their everyday life. On the contrary, they get up daily and go about their normal activities. Externally, they look fine, but inwardly, they are worn out and frustrated. The only reason I brought out all this story from the DSM is because I want you to see that our hero, whom we will learn from, circle yes to most of these indicators. We will see what he went through and how he got through it. James 5.17 tells us that Elijah was as human as we are. That is very true because in 1 Kings 19, we see his experience, which most of us can relate with. First of all, Elijah is known as one of the major prophets. Even among the major prophets, some say he is one of the greatest prophets who ever lived. There is no doubt about that. In 1 Kings 18, God used him to win the famous contest of prophets on Mount Carmel. Here, God gave him victory over 450 prophets of Baal and 450 prophets of Asherah. Many people in today's world will see that as the peak of a person's career. How else can you define a high achiever? Just after that high performance, Jezebel the queen swore to kill him because of the victory he just had. What a reward for great work, huh? Like every high-functioning depressive experience, there is always a last hit which shatters the rock and this was it for Elijah. 
By the way, if you believe you are experiencing any of the symptoms I mentioned above and what we will talk about later, please, please, please reach out for help. Talk to a doctor, a counselor, a trusted friend or family member. Reach out to someone or a helpline. Back to Elijah. After Jezebel threatened him, this is how he break down. First, he lived in fear. Verse 3 tells us that Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. This is a man of faith who just defeated 900 prophets. Now he is afraid of one woman. Can you imagine that? The second thing he did was avoidance. Still in verse 3, while he ran, he left his servants behind. Do you go through seasons where you avoid the people in your life continually? The third thing is making mindless decisions. In verse 4, Elijah walked for a whole day into the wilderness. It is okay to have a walk, but walking an entire day into the wilderness without rest? Think of that. I am pretty sure there were better places to walk to, but he chose the wilderness. The fourth thing we see in him is low energy or fatigue. Elijah sat down under a tree and said, I have had enough. Do you ever feel like you have had enough? You can't go on anymore. Keep listening, my friend. There is a way to revive your energy. Number five, feelings of hopelessness. Elijah said, I am not better than my ancestors who have died. Is that really true? Is that a fact or a feeling of hopelessness? It clearly shows that he is hopeless about his future. Next, irritability. Though Elijah loves God, he is irritated with him at this point. He complains in verse 10 how he has served God faithfully, but the only thing his people have done is break God's covenant. To him, his work is pointless. Do you sometimes feel this way, like whatever you do won't make a difference? So why do it anyway? We talked about the origin of this and how to deal with it on our episode on learned helplessness. Please check it out. Number seven, loneliness. Elijah says, I am the only one left. Although he feels lonely, it is not true that he is the only one left. Later in the chapter, we find that there are 7,000 prophets of God still alive. The eighth point is hyperinsomnia. From verse 5 to 8, he slept under a tree. An angel of God wake him to eat. He ate and went back to sleep. The angel wake him on three occasions. All three times he ate and went back to sleep. At this point, you are saying, Manny, I totally relate with Elijah. I see myself in almost all the points. If that's you, like I said earlier, please reach out for help. Elijah, a major prophet of God, could experience this. You are not immune to it. Do not be ashamed or blame yourself. Let me tell you how Elijah got out of this episode. First, he reached out for help. He cried out to God. If you have piled emotions inside you, vent it out. Voice out to your creator what is boiling in you. You need to release your worries, frustrations, and the things you don't even understand. Secondly, practice self-care. Do whatever you need to do for your body to rest and recover. When Elijah was sleeping and the angel woke him to eat, the angel said to him, Get up and eat some more, for the journey ahead of you will be too much for you. We are all on the journey of life. Could it be that you are traveling with an empty tank? When was the last time you refilled before pouring out to others? Think of your favorite self-care habits and practice them. 
Thirdly, focus on facts, not feelings. If Elijah had thought things through, he would have realized that God who gave him victory over the 900 prophets combined is capable of giving him victory over one woman. It might be hard to remember God's goodness in the past during a depressive episode, but it might help to write out the things you are grateful for so that you can pick it up when you need a reminder. Finally, Elijah, just like everyone, needs a support system. The Lord told him in verse 25 to 27 to anoint three men, one of whom was Elijah, who will work closely with him from that point onward. My friend, I always say recovery strives in community. Who can you count on in your ups and downs? Who can you connect with so you both can stick together through thick and thin? Reach out to someone. You are not made to live life alone. While you're reaching out, I would like to hear from you. Have you been blessed by this episode? Leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Podcast app so that others can see this podcast too. Connect with me on social media at Manu Ibots. Thanks for listening. Remember, recovery is possible if you believe.